Hello and welcome to the Go Coaching podcast. Today I'm joined by George. So George, if you'd like to introduce yourself and we can go from there. Hey man, yeah, it's good to finally be on the podcast. I know it's been um, a long time waiting for this, so it's brilliant to finally be on. So uh, yeah, just a little bit about me. Um, I'm a new PT signer, starting at Pure Gym like two weeks ago, um, and I've been doing online coaching for several months now. Um, and I'm really enjoying the whole the whole process of that. It's, it's kind of something that I've been wanting to do forever, really. And me and George actually met through our um, PT Academy course. That's how we first kind of connected. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to give you a shout out, man, just for, for your uh, winning that show. That was absolutely <laughs> awesome. You thoroughly deserve that. And yeah, I mean that's a bit about me. And just to say congrats to that, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's all good. That's all good. Um, yeah, like I said, thank you so much. It was literally an absolutely incredible experience because all those seven months. So I was prepping for seven months. So seven months leading up to the show, and then that time that you step out on stage and they call your name, and you know you've done you've done literally everything in your power to be the best. You on that stage is just the best feeling ever. Oh man, I can't wait for that myself. I mean, if I'm honest, I kind of have my own aspirations of competing next year, but now I'm kind of looking at my physique and looking at, because I'm going to be stepping up into the open class, this could be my first show. What, um, what, what, what category would you be, age category, weight category? So, um, weight category, I'm not sure if I'd be lightweight or middleweight, I mean, I'd like to think that I'd be at the upper end, see, at the moment I'd be at the upper end of lightweight, but if I pushed it another year, I may be kind of coming into the middleweight, so I need to weigh up my options with that. Yeah, you see, that, that's a tough one because you, you don't want to be low end of middleweight. You might be better than being high, high end of lightweight. But then it's sort of, it, it's so hard in terms of thinking like, I don't want, I don't have the option to gain any more muscle. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if I'm honest, like this, this past kind of six months, is, I've, I mean, I've been training for years now and this past six months has been the first time where I've been right, kind of, Locked in. This is what my training is going to be. This is what my nutrition is going to be. And I've, I've definitely kind of gained a lot of tissue in those six months. But still, when you're looking at these other guys and some of these some of these guys who are in the open class, are just absolutely phenomenal. So I mean, I've really got to step up to be able to compete with those guys. But yeah, I mean, it's exciting times and. Yeah, I mean, just looking forward to it, really. Yeah, man, literally, you will absolutely love it. The the thing with the thing with prepping as well is, I didn't think I'd have to lose that much. I mean, obviously, I thought I'd have to lose a decent amount of body fat, but the amount of body fat that I actually lost, the amount of weight that I lost, was a lot, lot more and far exceeded what I thought I would have to lose. Yeah. But I went... Yeah, I mean... Sorry, go ahead, bro. Yeah, so I went from... Um, so I, I lost about three and a half stone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, cause I remember when we trained together at Kings and you were, um, when was that, January time? And yeah. I remember looking at you then and I thought that for your body weight, you still looked like kind of lean and I thought like this guy's going to look absolutely incredible on stage and obviously you proved me right, but the amount of body weight you lost from there until stepping on stage and it's amazing how, like, if I if someone had compared your, your off-season photo to your um, competing stage weight, you don't actually realise the amount of scale weight that has to be lost. But obviously, you've got that illusion of when you're leaner, you're, you're going to be popping more and you've got more striations. 
Yeah, but, uh, you did a, yeah, you did well, man. You did really thank well. you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, but that that sort of leads us onto the topic that we wanted to sort of we decided that we wanted to cover today, sort of the mentality of pushing up and gaining sort of body fat. Um, it sort of follows on quite nicely from what we've just discussed, actually. Um, how do you sort of deal with that mental aspect? Because I know, personally, myself, I find it quite tough. So I, um, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but when I first initially got into lifting, I, w- I came from sort of a little bit of an anorexic background. I was really skinny. I was had a really bad association with food, a really bad association with exercise. Um, I just wondered how you feel that you sort of cope with that mentality of gaining body fat. Um, yes, I mean, if I'm honest, I kind of, when I first started, I almost came from the opposite end of the spectrum, so I kind of got into the gym and I was always quite overweight and then I loved the idea of being lean and having abs, so I kind of start training and as I saw myself becoming leaner where I was in a calorie deficit and I could see myself, like my, you start seeing kind of more striations and your muscles start popping a bit more and you can get confident from that, but then when you're actually looking at your gym performance, you start to realise that as you are losing that weight, I mean, obviously, we're trying to hold them to as much muscle and as much strength as possible, but especially being a newbie, you really do want to concentrate on being in that calorie surplus and gaining as much strength as possible. So, I mean, personally, I if there's one thing that I could change about the way that I did this was that I wasted a lot of time trying to stay lean where I should have just concentrated on gaining strength, gaining muscle, you know, getting getting strong in the gym and not worrying about that off-season look because at the end of the day, these top guys who are winning shows and these guys who now look absolutely fantastic and have so much muscle, they had to push to that uncomfortable stage at some point. And I think the earlier someone can realise that and kind of commit to that kind of long off-season or that, that, that um, state where they're not going to look at their best, then the quicker they're going to progress, really. 100%. And I feel... I feel social social media as well sort of promotes such a sort of negative association with that because if you look at literally all the all the sort of influencers on social media or at least the majority of them who have bagged themselves sponsorships by top brands sponsorships by food companies clothing companies whatever it is these companies then want those people to do photo shoots obviously for them and sort of put out a good image and if that if that person's just putting out images of them in their off season where potentially they might not look their best they might look a little bit fluffy then obviously those sort of deals the sort of image that they have i guess isn't as good and i feel like especially when you're new to the gym environment you look up up to the accounts which sort of have the biggest following the biggest engagement and they might not necessarily promote the best sort of route that you should take yeah yeah i mean that's that's absolutely spot on i mean like uh, see the thing is as well with a lot of these guys is that a lot of newbies will kind of look on instagram or they'll look at say not to kind of rip into these brands because i mean i've used a lot of these brands but let's say for example someone like my protein or bulk powders or gym shark and they'll have these athletes and they're always lean they're always in shape they're always looking great and you're, you're constantly seeing these clips online, you think, oh man, you know, I started bulking and I'm getting a bit fluffy and now I want to get lean again and I want to look like that and oh, I've got a holiday coming up and oh, I'm just going to do a six-week bulk and then cut back again and it's like 99% of the time, these guys have already put in that groundwork and it's now that they've got to the level they're, they're at in order to kind of look a certain way for Instagram or look a certain way for that, for that product that 
they're kind of holding that condition and holding that look. But if you, I mean, it's easy for me to say, but if you, if you were to go on Instagram in five years' time, a lot of these guys are going to look exactly the same because because they don't want to change the way they look. They want to look good all the time so they can make that money for Instagram and so that they can stay in shape for these for these companies. But that's just not what, especially for beginners. I mean, you, you really, really just don't need to worry about your conditioning in the off-season. Like, I mean, that's not to say eat fucking, like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to swear anything. Right? Yeah, no, man, it's <laughs> chill, it's chill. <laughs> that's not to say that I'm telling you to, like, stuff your face and get as fat as you can because I've been there and done that and that's not the way to do it. But, like, you're going to look fluffy and you're not going to look your best all the time. You need to just accept that and, like, in the future, you'll thank you, you'll look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad that I put in the work and got as strong as I did because now I've got on this muscle and now I can actually see the differences in my off-season to, you know, get back into shape or competing or whatever it may be. Yeah, no, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Not not that, um, just to clarify, not that I have anything against these brands whatsoever. They're brilliant brands. Oh, no, no, I didn't want to. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, some popped into my head. And I was like, yeah, I'll just use that. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, just to clarify that. Um, but then, yeah, it sort of goes into the sort of topic of, of gratification. Are you sort of doing it for the gratification of yourself? Or are you doing it for the gratification of others? Like, are you wanting to look, to, look a certain way for yourself? Or just purely for the engagement on Instagram, for the likes, for the followers, um, which by all means, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone has their own goal, but sort of if you want to, like you said, these people, they if you sort of staying in that condition, that that's the the sort of lean condition year round, you do tend to look the same. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest as well, this from like a psychological perspective, I mean. Take yourself, for example, you've obviously just come off the back of a show and you come from being very lean and very good condition and it, you know, it, it can be, it can be tough to, when, when you start gaining weight back again and almost you're looking back at these old photos and you're thinking about the way that you looked and everything like that and just to think, oh man, I kind of wish I looked a bit like that again and oh, maybe I should do a mini cut or, you know, maybe I do want to hold that condition or, but then on the swing side of things, you get deep in, into a bulk or an off season or, you know, a gaining phase and, um, you start to feel a bit more comfortable in clothing and then as soon as the weather gets warm again, you think, oh man, I wish I had abs. And, you know, it's just, you really do need to just pick a goal, lock in, and when you have these kind of wavering thoughts, just be like, right, this was my goal at this point, so I'm just going to crack on. And just don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Don't worry about, I mean, I've had this in the past, actually. When I was kind of 17, 18, starting out in the gym and um, I started going on a bit of a bulk and, I started getting strong, my lips were going up in the gym and I felt good about myself and I sometimes get comments from guys who are a lot leaner than me and be like, oh yeah, you're getting strong but you're getting fat and I, I wish that I didn't let that affect me and it's so easy to let little comments like that affect you because at the end of the day, we are doing this to look good and feel good about ourselves and we're doing it because we love it. So those comments can kind of affect you but I, can't, I guess if you can, it's almost... You need to just not worry about what anyone else thinks. Just concentrate on your goals and what you want to do. 100%. And I, I sort of feel when people make these little comments, obviously they, they don't make them in most cases with sort of trying to be offensive, but it's amazing how much little comments like that can just keep digging at you. And like, like I said, I, had, I, I came from a, being sort of anorexic, that background, and it's amazing how much sort of and probably other people can agree, like other little comments like that, it can sort of fire up sort of tendencies again. And sort of 
coming off the back of a prep, being that lean for so long, like I said, dieting since November, so around seven months, being that lean for so long, that's literally all you know. And then now, obviously, reverse dieting and transitioning to an off-season and wanting to improve and knowing that I have to improve, it's it's one that you just have to accept that you're going to lose condition. And at the end of the day, body fat is a relatively quick process to lose. M gaining muscle is a very, very long process. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if I could put that... That little quote that you said just there, up on my wall of my bed and look at it every morning. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 the nail on the head with that. Look, muscle takes time. And you know what I think it is, actually? That I think that if someone could take something away from this podcast, it's just that building muscle takes patience. You really just have to be in it for a long game. Take your time. Kind of get in the gym. And every session, just be thinking, right, can I progress on next week? Next, And then you go into the next session, right, can I progress on ne uh, next week? And just those small kind of steps every day just a, a little bit more, more progress here or maybe when, when the time's right a little bit more food here or you know whatever it may be and this is the thing is the bodybuilding is it's a very monotonous sport and it's a very it's not like I mean for example I used to play golf and you get very instant gratification because you hit if you hit a good shot you're like oh that's great that's amazing let's go do, do that again whereas with bodybuilding you, you don't see the progressions like that no they don't they won't just come kind of day to day it's more like weeks and months and it's, it, you really do have to be in it for a long game 100 percent, and and no one and no one sees the work that goes on in the background the the hours you're spent there eating food when you don't want to eat food not eating food when you're hungry no one sees that they literally and tying back in with social media they literally just see the posts of you that are good because at the end of the day no one's going to post a really bad picture of them, are they? They're always going to post the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, for yourself, George, how did how did you how have you found that mentally you've kind of dealt with obviously coming off the back of, of competing? How have you found the last few weeks have been to you in terms of obviously now you're coming back into a surplus and kind of the goals going forward with that? Yeah, so I'm not going to lie, I found it quite tough mentally, sort of different aspects of it, and. Um, so, so the way I approached it, my show was on the um, Sunday afternoon. So I was probably off stage at around, it was probably around 2 o'clock on the Sunday. And then I had between the, um, so I had the rest of the Sunday and the Monday just off tracking. I had some stuff that I wanted to eat. I just spent the time with the family. It was a bank holiday, so it worked out quite well. Everyone out, Everyone was just sort of around. So we just chilled out, spent time with family and just didn't stress about weighing out food, stressing about sort of what I should be eating because I just wanted to relax with the family and just just chill out for a bit and not have to stress about that all. Um, so I had those couple days off and then I got back tracking on the Tuesday and the goal was just to sort of find where my new maintenance would lie because obviously everything changes pretty drastically in terms of sort of how my body reacts to everything coming off the back of a show. Um, I cut, cut my cardio um, output in half, so um, I was doing, it tailored off at the end of prep, um, so I, I cut that in half and then sort of found my new maintenance, and then I just sort of assessed every couple of days and then just slowly kept adding in food, but it is very, very hard in terms of dealing with the fact that, I, I think it sort of comes from the fact that you've spent months and months trying to lose all the body fat and then knowing that you're going to gain it again. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can imagine that that feeling of stepping on stage. Obviously, you're, you're going to feel amazing because you've won. But then, kind of a few days after that, it's, it's almost a bit of a okay. Well, what now? Because I mean, you've obviously, obviously, you got that British invite. You, you said to me, um, I think it was before you went on air. Obviously, that you kind of want to go into an off season now and gain more tissue to come back, you know, bigger and stronger and more muscle. And um, yeah, I mean, how are you? How are you going to try and lock in with? Because obviously, I, I know you're being. It's Josh, isn't it, your coach? Yeah, so I, I did I did use Josh for my um, competition prep. Um, just yeah. it's just such a tough period. I can I, I I can diet down. I can do a prep. It's just sort of having this sort of eyes on you that's going to be an honest sort of opinion and and not someone that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. Someone that's going to be honest and be like, right, we just need to keep pushing. Right, hold it back. You you pushed enough. Um, but I, I, I'm back on my own now. Um, I love coaching myself, and I'm sort of transitioning into that off-season now. Um, and like you said, sort of holding off on British finals for this year, just purely from the standpoint of I need more tissue. I need to be more competitive um, with more tissue. Um, and if I kept dieting down, the way my qualifier worked is I did the first, UK, I think it was the first UK DFBA show of the season. So... Um, I my show was the end of May. I'd have to wait till October to then do British finals. And yes, I could have a little sort of bump up in calories, but like you said, that literally is not enough time to make drastic changes. And then hopefully, all being well, I would get through British, and then Worlds would be in November. So I would have literally dieted for a whole year straight, and the amount of tissue that I would lost would have lost would just be ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. I mean, that, I mean, obviously you could have done that, but I think it's quite a sensible decision you've made there. With kind of just thinking, thinking about the long term. Obviously, I mean, when when someone's giving you an invite like that, you're going to kind of almost be persuaded to be swayed by that. But you kind of, I think you've made the right decision in you know playing the long game. But at the end of the day, like you're still young. Like you're you're 18, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, yeah exactly. Like you're 18 years old. So is that mate. Uh, <laughs> looking back at your pictures, the fact that you're 18 is absolutely insane. But yeah, I mean you've got you've got so much time ahead of you, and I mean the next time you compete, so you'd be so you're aiming to compete when you're 20 years old. So would you then be moving up in to? Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I, the thing is, I, I, yeah, I want to put a sort of a time frame on it, but I don't want to be sort sort of like I have to do another show at this time. I want to sort of take two to around two to five years I know it's quite a broad period but it just depends sort of how I'm looking because like you said I would move up into the junior category and if I can sort of work it so that I'm one of the oldest within the junior category I'm going to have so much more chance to be more competitive more chance to win the class and then this time round I'd make sure that I do a qualifier um, later on in the season so that it's closer to the British finals so it would be a case of sort of just holding that condition, potentially digging a little bit more, and not having like months between shows. Yeah. Yeah, but well, best of luck with that, George. But um, yeah, man. I mean, was there anything? Was there anything else you wanted to kind of cover about the topic of um, kind of like push up the whole uh, body weight and mentality? Because there was, there was something actually I was going to mention about mentality. With um, this kind of goes for kind out body weight, gaining body weight, or just kind of general like, body image. Yeah. Um, was that 
honest here, like I've I've had issues in the past with my own body body image coming from from a young age. I was kind of obese, and I've always struggled with when I do gain a little bit of body fat. I've kind of always got this niggling thing in the back of my mind of you know, am I am I getting too fat here, or am I getting too much weight, and oh, I don't look as good as I used to. And I just think it's important for kind of the listeners and everyone to understand that, like when you are changing your body and you're changing your physique, you may have times where you might feel a bit insecure or you're not kind of as confident in yourself as you were in the past and not to be afraid to kind of be honest about that and at the end of the day, we all have our own kind of insecurities and we all have our own problems and like none of us are perfect. I mean, we can look on Instagram and everyone looks perfect, but in reality, there are always, like you never really know what's going on in someone's life. So if you are someone who's kind of struggling with Body, uh, body image issues or you kind of feel a bit down about yourself like just think that for one you're not alone in that and for two don't feel stupid if you kind of want to tell someone about that or just like get your problems out there and just speak about it because at the end of the day that's going to make you feel so much better 100% it's just it's just all about being as sort of honest and open as as possible and and like social media again posts that people post it just because they look like that on social media it doesn't necessarily mean that they look like that at the present day. Like I put up a post from my comp from my competition, and I, I I will keep putting those posts out because one they do well on social media, or at least they do better than sort of other posts. And two because it was just such a big sort of period in terms of the last couple months, um, and it sort of can give a good message. Like I can write some good captions about them and give out a good image, but. It doesn't mean I still look like that. I definitely don't look like that. Yeah, I still look relatively lean, um, but I'm not stage condition. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think when I first compete, I'm just going to absolutely spam the hell out of Instagram, so I do not blame <laughs> you for that at all, George. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, you've worked so hard for it, so why not? Why not do that? Exactly, you, you got to do it. And I, I made sure that after my show, once I had all those carbs in, um, still had the fake tan on that I just got an absolute ton of footage because why not? Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's sort of the majority of sort of what I wanted to cover and sort of what I think is good for this episode. I like I like to sort of keep them around the 20, 30 minute mark because I feel that's pretty sort of a good amount of time like watchable wise, listenable wise. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Cool, so we will end the podcast there. Um, I will drop uh, George's sort of um, social media links down below. Um, it's your Instagram. Do you have any other platforms or is it Instagram at the minute? Uh, so at the minute I've got my Instagram, which is, which is just my name is George Lewinsky and then I have uh, my Facebook page, which also is just George Lewinsky, but you can find, I'm pretty sure you can find the link through Instagram and yeah, I'm pretty much on there all the time. So if anyone fancies it, then drop me a message or just, yeah, give me a follow and I'll probably give you a follow back, to be honest, because I'm quite like that. But. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll... Um... I'll uh, put your put your stuff down below in the sort of show notes. Oh, nice one. Cheers, sir, mate. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Hopefully, George will be back on the podcast soon. Hopefully, he'll start his own podcast and I can join him on his. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. 100%. That's definitely a plan for the future. But cheers for this today, mate. Yeah, no worries at all. We'll see you in the next one. See you soon.